Good afternoon, fellow patriots. This is Matt Shea, and welcome to Patriot Radio, broadcasting live from deep inside the heart of the future Liberty State. Brought to you once again by On Fire Ministries. The legacy of Dr. Stan Monteith, bringing you the story behind the story and the news behind the news, where it's not about right or left, it's about right and wrong. It's about our hope not being in man, but in Jesus Christ. About not ending in prayer, but moving to action. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Father, deliver us from the evil one. Welcome to Patriot Radio. Good afternoon, fellow patriots on Patriot Radio. Today, we have the China real estate crisis, more instability in the Middle East. Joe Biden will not be the Democrat nominee. And finally, we're going to hear from Clay Clark from Reawaken America on technocracy and the need to activate for 2024. On Patriot Radio, we bring you more accurate information than legacy media, and our heart is for you and your family to be informed and prepared for the times ahead and indeed the times that are already upon us. No fear, we were made for this. Indeed, this summer is going to be the summer of harvest. And if you have the opportunity, take a moment right now, subscribe on Rumble to Patriot Radio US, follow us on Telegram, and share, share, share across all the major social media sites that we are on and make sure to hit like and comment as well today we have clay clark from reawaken america coming on the show right now and uh, as soon as he is ready to come on we're going to bring him on immediately but first i want to talk really uh quickly about our bible teaching today which is acts 10 and i want to open up something that you may have never heard before and it comes to us from Peter's dream in Acts 10. And here is the idea that if, if my vision is only this big, then I'm going to pray according to that limited vision. And yes, God will answer, but the answer is going to be small because it's limited by that vision. Peter's vision was only for Israel when God's vision was for the entire world to be saved. And so when Peter's vision opened up, Peter began to pray according to that vision, and God answered in a big way. This year, 2024, pray with a bigger vision. Ask the Lord to increase your vision, that you haven't limited yourself. And as you pray big for that vision, watch God answer big. Because there are big things coming in 2024, and as the evil is exposed and removed, the church is being installed into the place that God has had for the ecclesia all along. And that is a place where reformation, not just revival, is going to come to America. And we're going to see things transform this year like we never could have dreamed. But that's only possible if we have the vision that God has for us. We have Clay Clark ready? All right. We're going to keep going here next. When I say this about the vision, let valiant men and women arise for such a time as this. God has called you for this time. In fact, he knew you would be in this time. He placed you in this time before the beginning of time. That should encourage you. Encourages me greatly. 
let's not worry so much about the, what the enemy is doing, but let's worry about what God is doing. Let's be focused on that. Because what is being exposed in this time, the evil that is being exposed in this time has a solution, and the solution is the kingdom of God. Now, right in this area, Kathy McMorris Rogers has decided not to run for Congress. And of course, there is the inevitable mad scramble. What we need to be asking ourselves right now is, who does God want in that position? What is his vision for government in this time? Because clearly the regime that's in power right now in Washington, D.C. is not a kingdom vision. It's a limited vision. And if we look at the history of the United States of America, we know that God is on the move and that's why the enemy is raging. So I want to I take a moment and tell you a Jesus-glorifying testimony that happened while we were in Africa and we're seeing this happen. Over 750,000 children giving their lives to Jesus Christ in just the last year and a half. We personally saw thousands giving their life to Jesus, being healed, being uh, set free. Uh, some of these young children had been enslaved generations with the wrong mindset, too. And, and it's just amazing to see because the median age in Africa is 19. So this generation being captured in Africa is going to reform all of the mountains of culture, the government and the business and, and the church even and, and media and arts and entertainment and education. It's going to reform it all, this generation. And the beautiful thing is that it was a message of purity that was the tip of the spear that cut straight through and is cutting straight through for this generation to be set free. We're seeing a message of purity that there is a reason to be pure. And yes, they're using humor, and they're, but they're also using scripture. That God sees each one of us as a pearl of great price, not, not a pearl that's flawed, not, not a pearl with a stain on it, but a pearl of great price price, spotless, blameless, because his blood has purchased us. And as, as these children begin to get this message about their identity in Jesus, it's transforming all of Kenya, and I would say all of East Africa, because it's spreading from there. What an amazing testimony of God being on the move. Now, I want to remind everybody out there that the way that testimonies work is you've got to get those testimonies out there. So please take a moment too and, and check out the On Fire Ministries website and share the testimonies. And, and uh, if you're on Instagram, share the shorts and get the message of God out there. It's not about a particular person. It's about his word going forth and transforming the world. Now, I want to uh, bring up if, if we're able to bring up right now a story about a dog and his toy. Now, I, I've got to preface this, but I'm going to go ahead and, and if we can, go ahead and roll that clip. 
There was a dog that was coming into a store intentionally every day. And, and this dog would go through the automated doors and he would go all the way to the back of the store and he would pick out a particular unicorn and try to take it. Well, it got so bad that finally the store called Animal Control. And Animal Control came, well, they bought the dog, the unicorn. The dog was adopted. And the rest really is history. There he is with his unicorn right there. Look at that. Man's best friend with his best toy. And let's hear a couple of the sound bites from some of those local animal control workers. I had put the unicorn up on the bed so I could clean the floor and everything that he was in. And he just sat there and stared at that unicorn, hoping that I wasn't going to take it away from him. What a good news story that is. You know, I, I, I love dogs. All, all of you that watch the show know that. But, you know, really animals teach us a lot as well about loyalty and about joy, too, that we can be in any situation and still be joyful. And God does, in fact, provide. I find it interesting that sometimes it can be a purple unicorn <laughs> that brings joy into our lives. All right, if we're still waiting on Clay Clark, I'm going to go ahead to the briefing today. And I want to just preface the briefing with this. Your daily intelligence briefing today is extensive. So if we get Clay on, we're going to go ahead and break into that, and I'll come back to the briefing after. But we're going to start the briefing today on the globalist front, coming to us specifically on the globalist front from Technocracy News and if we can uh, bring that up as well, your carbon footprint will set your carbon passport. Well, <laughs> now we kind of understand what's going on. Want to get to Paris? Want to drive an SUV? Well, have too much grass in your yard? Maybe you eat too much beef? It's all going to be part of your carbon passport. Oh, by the way, I, be I bet they're going to try to tie in your vaccination status to that carbon passport. You see how this is all control mechanism. Oh, by the way, it, it doesn't apply to those who are flying Learjets to the greenhouse gas summits. Look, these control mechanisms, they only, they only work if we allow them to. So stand up against this stuff everywhere you are. Go to your city council, have them reject this garbage. Uh, have them pass a, a resolution or an ordinance that says, hey, look, we reject this. This is one thing you could possibly do, right? Talk to your state representatives. Talk to people and say, hey, look, we reject this. Why don't you be on the leading edge and start coming out with statements against these things? That's how we fight globalism. That's how we fight color revolutions. That's millions of people standing up all at the same time against the wickedness that they're trying to impose. And that brings us now to the China front. Coming to us from Indo-Pak News, 
China's real estate crisis is starting to ripple across the world. Chinese investors and their creditors are putting up for sale signs on real estate holdings across the globe as they need to raise cash amid a deepening property crisis at home. And that trumps the risks of offloading into a failing market. The prices they get will help finally put hard numbers on just how much trouble the wider industry is in. So over the next uh, quarter, we're going to see this start to flesh out. The worldwide slump triggered by borrowing cost hikes has already wiped out more than $1 trillion off of office property values alone. Starwood Capital Group Chairman Barry Sternlich said last week. But the total damage is still unknown because so few assets have been sold, leaving appraisers with little recent data to go on. Now, understand that this is going to have an effect on America as many regional banks are still heavily leveraged in the commercial real estate market. And as that begins to take a downturn here in the United States, we will, over the next two quarters, see regional banks begin to collapse and then be consolidated into larger banks as we saw last year. That brings us next to OSINT Defender. The Prime Minister of Japan, Fumio Kishida, is attempting to plan a summit soon with North Korean Supreme Leader Kim Jong-un in order to create a possible breakthrough in the release of several Japanese nationals that have remained in North Korean prisons for decades. The reason he's really doing this is because his domestic audience has, well, kind of taken a downturn as far as popularity is concerned. And so he wants to change this and turn this around. We're going to go ahead and stop there on the briefing in China. And we're going to bring on our guest today, Clay Clark, the leader of the Reawaken America Tour. He's also the co-host of the Thrive Time Show and one of the most successful entrepreneurs and business coaches of our time. Clay Clark, it is great to have you back on Patriot Radio once again. Thank you for everything you're doing for the fight for freedom, my friend. Hey, thank you very, very much. I really do appreciate you uh, uh, standing up for for freedom, standing up for faith, standing up for God, standing up for country. Uh, it really is an awesome thing you guys are doing. Well, thank you, Clay. We're going to start with a video right now from one of your favorite people in the entire world, Klaus Schwab. He, you know, oh, these boy. guys are not even these guys are not even hiding this stuff anymore. Very clear about what they want to do, meshing. The biological with the technological. Go ahead and roll the clip. I think we have to be prepared for a world where we see a fusion of our physical, our digital, and our biological uh, dimensions. So it will be a world integrating the physical, biological, and um, the uh, di uh, uh, digital dimensions. So it will be a new world. Wow, Clay, your reaction. Yeah. Well, if you read the Bible, uh, the book of Daniel specifically today, folks, Daniel had a prophecy, had a vision that God gave him. Um, by the way, 27% of the Bible is prophetic and 73% of the Bible is historical. And Daniel had this vision of what's called the fourth kingdom. All right. The fourth kingdom specifically in the Bible, folks, open your Bible today. This is the uh, Daniel had a prophecy of what's called the fourth kingdom. You can get out your Bible today, Daniel chapter seven. That's where you can find it. Okay. And he had a vision that they would try to mix the miry clay humanity with iron, a.k.a transhumanism. And Klaus Schwab uh, wasn't super creative when he came up with the fourth industrial revolution. So you have the fourth industrial revolution and you have the, the fourth kingdom. Again, the fourth industrial revolution and the fourth kingdom. Now, the fourth kingdom that Daniel had a vision of was going to be the miry clay mixed with the iron, aka man and machine. 
And Klaus Schwab's vision is to mix man and machine. So Klaus Schwab is saying, and I'm, I'm quoting, we have to be prepared for, for a world where we see a fusion of the physical, our digital, and our biological dimensions. And he says that, and you go, yeah, I don't know if that's original. Uh, and then you go open your Bible to Daniel chapter 7, and you'll read that, wow, God gave this vision to Daniel. So what I would say, whether I don't know if this is encouraging or to your listeners or terrifying or both, but God wrote the Bible not to scare he wrote the Bible to prepare us. And so to prepare and people, a lot of Christians, and I, I've been guilty of this in the past. You know, I, I really didn't wake up to these sorts of things until my past four or five years. But you know, as Christians, we like to say, we win in the end, baby. Woo! Well, okay, you need to read 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 to understand how we win in the end. <laughs> you need to read Mark chapter 13 to understand how we win in the end. You need to read, I'm mean, just firing them off so you can read it later, folks. Mark chapter 13, Matthew chapter 24. Luke chapter 21, that's how we win in the end. Luke chapter 21, Matthew chapter 24, Mark chapter 13, and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. But we are living through this time of great reveal. Well, but Clay, we saw on the Super Bowl commercials yesterday that, you know, you're being a little too harsh as a Christian. You need to wash Klaus Schwab's feet. That That's really the solution here. If we wash his feet, evil will be removed from the world. Well, you know, Satan came to deceive, and I'll just give you an example. I'm not attacking my own family. I'm just trying to give you an example. Um, I have four kids that are girls, one kid that's a boy, five kids total, right? And guess guess who my daughters, by default, all their friends like, by default? You, your daughter. Oh, Taylor Swift. Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. <laughs> I was because hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> No, no, but this is who Christians are told by the mainstream we need to like. And, and so this is a true story. Now, I, again, this is what's so crazy. I have two. I'm not a divided person, but I have two worlds that I kind of live in. I have the business world. So if you're listeners that go to thrivetimeshow.com, most people know me as, oh, that's the guy who's done business conferences every two months since 2005. Oh, that's the business consultant guy. Oh, that's the radio business guy. Very few people know me as the reawakened guy. Okay, so there's two separate tracks here. But most of my clients are mentally choosing to not participate in trying to save America. Their whole thing is they're going to try to hide from the Great Reset. And so one of my clients came in not knowing anything last week, and this really was salt in the wound. He pulls me aside and he says, dude, Taylor Swift is going to the Super Bowl. That's kind of cool because, like, maybe, you know, she's a Christian and maybe she can, like, hop up on stage and sing a couple Christian songs, you know, and, and kind of because I know the Super Bowl halftime is normally kind of more satanic. Maybe she could get up there and, and sing some more Christian songs, you know, because she's a Christian, right? And I'm going, this is what I'm talking about. So then you go to the Super Bowl and you say, well, what happened? You go to the Super Bowl, the camera pans onto the Jumbotron and you see Isis Spice, Ice Spice, a rapper up there, if you can call it that, up there in the luxury box with Taylor Swift and her entourage. Everyone's dressed in all black. Ice Spice has a cross upside down and she's doing some sort of satanic nuances, some satanic seances and nuances, and who knows what I don't want to know, but she's doing that. She's doing demonic spell casting during the game. And then you go to the halftime, and you look at ushers performing on top of a satanic Illuminati fire-based set. Alicia Keys is playing. She's tickling the white ivories from behind a serpent head-shaped piano. What? <laughs> yes, she's playing by the serpent head-shaped piano. Then you have this bizarre guitarist uh, goes by H-E-R, 
the bizarre guitarist has demonic horns on her head. And then Usher is dressed in white. He's dancing with a woman dressed in red, symbolizing Christ dancing with the devil. I mean, the, it, the whole thing is just so satanic. And yet, you know, most people that, that my kids know love Taylor Swift. And I had to explain last night. I said, girls, girls, ladies, we need to have a team huddle here. And I made them go to our podcast. This isn't a promotion for the Thrive Time Show podcast, but I made them go to the Rumble.com podcast where you can watch the Thrive Time Show. And I put out a five-minute recap of all the demonic symbolism on show, uh, being showcased there. And I, I played it for them. And, and they're like, I don't understand why she would do that. I go, well, because in her music videos, she also does demonic themes. And that is because you're either pro-Christ or anti-Christ, and she's working for the devil. Ape. Amen. And it's as simple as that. And we need to be that bold, I think, coming out on this stuff because so many people are just listening to this and parroting it. So I want to I want to shift gears a little bit because part of this satanic conspiracy that is out there right now is to create the next pandemic. But don't worry, we've got a vaccination for it, I'm sure, already in the works or already patented. I want you to talk a little bit, if you could, Clay, this next pandemic that is coming, they're already planning this stuff way, way ahead of time, and they expect Christians, again, keep their head buried in the sand and just keep going, listen to the media. That's all your your input is, and we walk down the road to hell. Well, there was a lot of uh, research that went into this idea of Taylor Swift pairing up with Captain Pfizer, um, you know, uh, Kelsey. So let's just be real. Most American Christian men, not all, but most, if we were going to survey, most Christian men, American men who are Christians, watch football. Most American Christian women, women, their kids listen to Taylor Swift. So by getting Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey to team up, guess what happened? Travis Kelsey's been pushing the shots and saying, look, I'm a healthy male. I'm a healthy athlete. Look, I'm taking the shots. And what he's doing is they, they're specifically Pfizer's trying to get – the last group of Americans, there was about 10% of Americans. Some of your listeners might argue with me. I happen to work very closely with a lot of doctors who told me they believe about 90% of the American population was vaccinated. Some say a little lower number. But in order to get that final group of Americans vaccinated, they've got to convince the conservative Christians to get vaccinated. And so Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, that's the move there. They've also got to convince Christian young women to vote in favor of abortion. So if you've ever suffered through a Taylor Swift concert, which I cannot make myself do, but if you do, what she does is she brings a lot of sap. You feel like it's a, a kind of a sappy sort of a maple syrup themed uh, uh, concert. There's a lot of sap, a lot of sap, a lot of sap. And then about halfway through, she goes evil, a lot of fire, a lot of satanic imagery, uh, a lot of Dionysus, a lot of God of theater sort of imagery. And then at the end, she does a strong emotional plea telling people that God loves you. God loves everybody here. I don't want anyone to be alone. God's with you tonight. Don't feel alone. And then she'll say, and I'm, I'm just telling you, then she'll start to say, God wants everyone to be free. God doesn't want judgment. God doesn't want anyone to feel isolated, alone for your decisions. No regret. God forgives you, blah, blah, blah. And God wants you to be free because where the, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And she kind of conjures up these Christianese phrases, misuses Bible verse. And then she says, and we've got to stand up for the freedom of women over their bodies. We've got to be, we've got to be pro-choice. And she's convincing stadiums of young women to celebrate the abortion of babies, a.k.a. the sacrifice of Baal. And if you look at the word Super Bowl one more time, folks, is it called Super Bowl or is it called Superb? Super, well, 
Is it called Super Bowl or Superb Owl? Well, if you look at the idea, if you look at it for a second, the, 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 the Bohemian Grove, that's where the elites in America gather every year to sacrifice a human. They say it's a, a, a fake sacrifice. They go to sacrifice a human. And uh, they do this at what's called the cremation of care ceremony, the cremation of care ceremony, where they reenact these satanic events of sacrificing a baby on an owl-shaped altar. And many of the elites who are plotting out the Super Bowl and other events, they sacrifice this this fake, quote-unquote, uh, child to Molech there at this owl, this altar of this owl. Um, so I think there's a strong argument that the Super Bowl might actually be a, the celebration of the superb owl, meaning a super and a, a, a superb, meaning incredible, uh, next level, uh, a dazzling performance, superb. And then Owl. And I, and every year the Super Bowl halftime show is just filled with demonic imagery. And so what I would tell people today is, and I extend this invitation to you and your broadcast crew and anybody listening, I would recommend that you, you, we got to get connected, Hebrews 10.25. Just like you do on your show every day, you're getting Christians connected. We cannot forsake the gathering even as we draw closer to the end. So I would tell everybody, if you can come out to one of our events, our final event that I'm doing with Eric Trump and Laura Trump, who, by the way, just became co-chair of the RNC, um, you go to timetofreeamerica.com today, and you can join us on uh, June 7th and 8th in Detroit, Michigan. June 7th and 8th in Detroit, Michigan. And you can name your price for our events and you're going to hear Pastor Phil Hotzenpiller, General Flynn, Cash Patel, Eric Trump, uh, Laura Trump, uh, Dr. Richard Bartlett, Dr. Stella Emanuel, so many great patriots. And they're going to share with you the truth about election fraud, medical fraud, religious fraud. But at the end of the day, you're going to end up finding the truth in the Bible. That's called the irrefutable word of God. And again, 27% of that Bible is prophetic. And if you want to find the hope, go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. So people know the signs of the times. They know the truth. And they must know what to do about it. So top three things people can be doing right now in 2024, which I believe is going to be one of the most impactful historic years in American history. In America. And I apologize. I, I couldn't get my, my link to work earlier. Your, your, your staff is world class. I'm not sure if it was a hardcore user error on my part, but I'll tell people while I was listening to you um, do your broadcast before I hopped on here to lower the broadcast standards. Uh, you were talking about what's going on as far as with the economy and these certain economic conditions. You're going to see the collapse of the dollar. It's going to happen. So Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they've been hoarding the Earth's gold for the past 16, almost 17 years. They just added Iran, Dubai, Saudi Arabia, Egypt. Now, Russia just took the lead position. They're in charge of BRICS. They've already built the new bank called the New Development Bank in Shanghai, China. They've already created the technology called the BRICS Pay. I mean, they're ready to go to introduce a new gold-backed programmable central bank digital currency. So I'm not prophetic, but I would encourage everybody out there to not be left holding fiat currency when you have a collapse of the U.S. dollar. Uh, it doesn't look well when, our, when when currency collapses in the history of the world. It doesn't go well for people that are left holding it. So I would uh, schedule a consultation with a precious metals dealer that you can trust. That's action item number one. Action item number two, uh, not, not necessarily in this order, but I would read the Bible until your head explodes. And specifically, I would get very, very comfortable with having a physical Bible in your home a physical Bible in your home. I'd read first Thessalonians chapter four. I'd really read up, read that with the kids tonight, read it with the wife tonight, read it with the family, get really comfortable with first Thessalonians chapter four, get very comfortable, comfortable with Mark chapter uh, 13. Just get very comfortable with it. Get very, don't let don't be confused. Be very comfortable with Mark chapter 13. Know your way around that chapter. And then the final thing I would encourage you to do is again, it's not a self-serving thing. It's just the best thing I can tell you to do. Come join us at the reawaken tour, because when you are connected 
with a group of people that also fear God and nothing else, it really does change your disposition. And God actually instructs us not, not to go to the reawakened tour, but God instructs us to not forsake the gathering, even as we draw closer to the end. That's Hebrews 10, 25. Well done. Thank you, Clay Clark. Time to freeamerica.com, the Reawaken America Tour. Really appreciate everything you're doing. Keep up the fight. Blessings to you. Look forward to having you on again. Take care, brother. Have a great night. All right. Again, Clay Clark, time to freeamerica.com and the Reawaken America Tour that is coming very quickly, actually, to Detroit. Uh, we're going to have that posted up online underneath the show as well. I, I want to just recap what he said. Number one, don't be caught holding the bag with fiat currency. Now, th there are various things out there that people recommend. Silver, gold, go have a consultation with a precious metals dealer that you can trust and don't be caught holding the bag. Number two, okay? But the most important thing you can do, read the Bible with your family. I'm going to add one more thing there. Matthew chapter 13, I believe, is one of the most impactful chapters about the last days and what to do about it. It literally gives you the blueprint for what to be doing during this time, along with Luke chapter 21, Mark chapter 13. But begin reading the Bible and then reading it again and reading it again and reading it again. Don't just stop one time through or, or just stop in certain passages that make you feel comfortable, be challenged in the word of God that he has given us every answer we need for this time. That if we have the living God inside us, we have the Holy Spirit inside, we have everything we need for this time that we're coming into, no matter how tough it is. And I think that's critical. And that brings us back to your daily intelligence briefing. Coming to us uh, once again from OSINT Defender, I want to just highlight this. Prime Minister of Japan trying to get a, an audience with the North Korean Supreme Leader to get some breakthrough on some Japanese prisoners. But here's the thing. He's trying to boost his popularity. Internal. So this doesn't have a lot to do with the, the flashpoint with China. This is more about internal politics in Japan. And that brings us next to Indo-Pak News. U.S.-Japan accelerate war drills to deter China. The U.S. and Japan wrapped up a joint command exercise late this week that analysts said was aimed at improving coordination of their capabilities in dealing with threats from China. Keen Edge 24 computer simulation exercise was intended to practice responses in the event of a crisis or contingency, said the U.S. Indo-Pak Command. As it began the exercise on February 1st, it ended on Thursday. Listen to this. The U.S. and, J and Japan named China as a hypothetical enemy for the first time in that exercise. But part of this exercise, these command and control exercises, is to war game if China decides to invade the Philippines or an island in the Philippines, an island in Japan, decides to invade Taiwan, decides to do a massive cyber attack against the West. All of these things are part of these war games and what to do. We're going to go through a little bit of that now. Coming to us from Knightsbridge Research, exec predicts Chinese cyber attack in three years or less. So he believes that the U.S. has maybe three years before China launches an attack on critical infrastructure inside the United States of America. I want to describe how this works. The, the electricity will come into a manufacturing plant uh, and you'll have something called a SCADA system that 
controls different things inside of a manufacturing plant, inside of, there's a whole bunch of other things, but let's say even inside of a, a, a substation. The Chinese have now put code in these systems so that they could try to shut them off at a moment's notice. Now, the solution is to harden our grid. And this would be against EMP attack. It would also be against any sort of a cyber attack, tries to overwhelm a SCADA system. The cost to do this is in the billions of dollars for the entire country. So relatively cheap, 25 to $40 billion, depending on who you talk to. I think it's the lower number. Hardening these SCADA systems should be a priority. Well, under President Trump, it was. And then... Within 72 hours of Biden coming into the White House, he immediately started to eviscerate these preparations. Stockpiling of high-voltage transformers. Every single substation inside the United States of America have high-voltage transformers that are specifically made for that substation. So you're talking custom-made. They're, they're not something that is transferable across the grid necessarily. And so there was a, a, an effort by the Trump administration to begin stockpiling those high-voltage transformers. Well, guess what? Biden stopped that process in large part. So this idea that, quote, the threat has really changed, end quote, quote, we've got maybe three years to figure this out before China does an all-out attack against our critical infrastructure, end quote, means that the Chinese are going to aim at taking out sewer systems, taking out our water pumping Stations, water tower systems that pump water to your house it is aimed at critical infrastructure regarding the regulation of our electric grid. It is aimed at critical infrastructure for our emergency management systems. It is aimed at critical infrastructure regarding some of our waste management systems. All of these things the Chinese are looking at because if they take that stuff out, it can help cripple America in the event of World War III. And that brings us next to Indo-Pak news. China's new microwave weapon made to zap Taiwan. Sterling engine-powered, high-powered microwave weapon may herald new era in directed energy urban warfare technologies. And what may be the first of its kind, Chinese scientists have unveiled a new Sterling engine-powered, high-power microwave weapon, an HPM, remember that acronym, it's going to be used in the future, making a significant leap in directed energy warfare technology with possible applications of future urban warfare scenarios. So what would this do? Well, this would be used against certain key critical infrastructure because it reaches 68,000 times that of the Earth's magnetic field. And this weapon system could easily fit in a truck, and it boasts a significant reduction in energy consumption for generating a strong magnetic field compared with existing technologies. So again, these, these are things where they could try to take out critical infrastructure in the United States of America. And by the way, General Chiwatian's secret speech, they, need, they want to depopulate the United States by two-thirds. That is their goal. In fact, General Chi said 
and used the word Lebensraum, which, if you know anything about history, comes from World War II Germany, saying that they needed living room for their people. Actually used that in the speech. So th their aim is not to take out all of our critical infrastructure. It is to render it useless or easily repairable, but useless in the short term so that they can come in and occupy. So understand that that's part of this strategy here. And that's why they want to use some of these weapons that would cripple it, but it wouldn't be catastrophic. That brings us next to the Middle East front. Coming to us from Omar Abu Layla. Why would I ever pick a tweet that was obscure like that? Well, because first person reports are coming out of Syria Eastern Syria, particularly, the ongoing clashes between SDF forces and cells affiliated with Iran-backed militias near the towns of Theban and Shannon in eastern Syria are happening right now. Heavy and medium weapons are being used, and this is an ongoing battle showing more instability in the Middle East and that this broader war between proxies well, is taking on a more aggressive action than it has been here in the last couple of years. So that brings us next to Knightsbridge Research. Maersk CEO, threat has not peaked. During an earnings call, the CEO of the shipping giant Maersk said that military operations in the Red Sea cannot guarantee sufficient safety. And speaking of these threats to shipping and the possibility that these attacks are declining, he said, quote, we've not seen the level of threat peak to the contrary. The amount of the, or the range of weapons that are being used for these attacks is expanding. There is no clear line of sight to when and how the international community will be able to mobilize itself and guarantee safe passage for us. End quote. That means that the United States Navy is failing in its job to try to secure those shipping lanes. And that also means that there is going to be a price spike toward the end of the first quarter here because they're having to reroute around the Horn of Africa. That brings us next to Visegrad 24. Breaking news, the U.S. Department of Defense announces that 186 American soldiers have been wounded in attacks by Iranian proxy groups against U.S. military positions in the Middle East since October the 7th. The United States is not a punching bag, nor should our soldiers and Marines and airmen, Coast Guardsmen, Sailors be punching bags. What are we doing about this? Well, unfortunately, coming to us from Ezra Cohen and OSINT Defender, according to several U.S. defense officials, preparations are now underway for a total or partial withdrawal of U.S. and coalition forces from eastern Syria and Iraq due to continued pressure and escalations by Iranian-backed groups. That is exactly what they want. They want the U.S. to tuck tail and run so that the U.S. is demoralized prior to World War III. They want, and by the way, we, we don't retreat on the enemy's terms. And I would agree with Ezra Cohen's analysis here. The administration seems hell-bent on destroying America's ability to deter its adversaries. This is just an attempt at demoralization. That's what they're trying to do here. And also to say the U.S. can no longer secure the shipping lanes, so who else can step into that place? The United States is no longer able. Well, that's because the administration of Washington, D.C. is not allowing our military 
to win, and there's not a clear goal, and there's not a clear strategy to get there. Right now, virtually every general should be fired and reapply for the position, having older generals and admirals as the vetting committee. Just an idea. That brings us next to OSINT Defender. The Egyptian Ministry of Foreign Affairs has stated that no matter what happens, including the Israeli ground invasion of the southern Gaza Strip and the city of Rafah, there is no intention by Egypt to withdraw from the 1979 Egypt-Israel Peace Treaty, with him further stating the peace agreement with Israel has existed for 40 years, and it will remain so. There's been some hype over the last week that somehow Egypt was going to come against Israel. That's not true. The Israelis have already begun the ground operations with their special forces into Rafah, and the last vestiges of safety for Hamas are about to fall. Israel was attacked. It has a right of self-defense, and it should take out Hamas as any sort of fighting or governing force. It'll do the world good. And I, I'm going to be here just very direct on this. If you are pro-Palestinian, you are anti-American because Hamas has elements here in the United States of America as part of the larger organization of the Muslim Brotherhood that are working to try to destroy America. So we don't support Hamas, at least if you love America. And that brings us next to the Russia front. I want to talk quickly about Tucker Carlson's interview with Vladimir Putin. Uh, it, it, does he have every right to interview with Vladimir Putin? Yes. I, I thought one of the most telling parts of it was when Vladimir Putin said, yeah, remember, Tucker, when you tried out for the CIA? I'm glad they didn't take you. That was interesting. I'm sure that sent a bunch of agency analysts scrambling. But there's something bigger here. We need to understand history. Anatoly Galitsyn, who is a strategic planner for the KGB, wrote a book called New Lies for Old. He said very clearly that the KGB and the Soviets would try to look like they fell, but they would still be in power and still pursuing their strategic goals. That remains true to this day. The KGB is still in control of Russia. It always has been. And either Anatoly Galitsyn was lying or he was absolutely correct. And so let's keep in mind here that Russia is not a friend of the United States. It never has been, especially because the KGB is in control of Russia. And this narrative arc that Anatoly Galitsyn talked about has never been refuted. In fact, all of the things that he said would come to pass in his book have come to pass. So he's got like a 90 plus percent accuracy. So I we listen to those kind of things and, and, and objectively, somebody needs to get Tucker Carlson a copy of Anatoly Galitsyn's book. But objectively speaking, Anatoly Galitsyn's comments about the long-term 50 and 100 year strategy of the Soviets is accurate. And it comports with, in other words, it corroborates, it aligns with 
Pavel Sudoplatov's statements, first person, the hitman for Joseph Stalin. It comports with the Venona transcripts, the broken Soviet cables. It comports with the Matroikin archives, the largest archives come out of the former Soviet Union. And it comports with several other defectors, including Thomas Schumann, or AKA Yuri Bezmenov. So if it's aligning with all these things, then we need to take this stuff seriously and put things in the proper perspective. I, recently too, I've seen some people say, well, you know, if we had handled things differently, China and Russia would have separated. China and Russia have been together since 1919 at the common turn that went there and their leaders then. Now, it took Mao a long time, two decades, three decades, to actually achieve full power in China. But it's not like they haven't been working together that entire time. So let's be accurate in our history, accurate in our analysis. And let's go to the primary sources that are corroborated and understand that the whole purpose behind what is happening right now is to drive the world to World War III so that the globalists can try to implement a one-world government. And the Chinese and the Russians think that they'll be in charge of it. The globalists in the West think they'll be in charge of it when instead we need to, as Clay Clark was alluding to, put Jesus Christ back on the throne of our country and the world and let the kingdom of God be the answer to what's going on. Now, on the Russia front, coming to us from Visegrad 24, Russia has issued an arrest warrant for Estonia's prime minister. <laughs> it's unknown what the crime is, but it's most likely connected to Estonia dismantling old, listen to this now, old Soviet statues glorifying the Red Army. So if Russia's really moved past this, why would they care about those Soviet statues being torn down? Great question. And that brings us now to the national front, coming to us from John Guandolo. It is being reported that the woman who began shooting inside Joel Olstein's church may have been a transitioning Free Palestine supporting person. Hmm. The red-green axis at work indeed. The red-green axis, for those of you who are not familiar, is the axis between the communists and the jihadis. And, oh, they have been working together since the 1960s. General Mihai Pachipa, in his book, Disinformation, said that by 1969 that they had thousands of KGB agents infiltrated into Muslim organizations in the Middle East to create a buffer against the West. That's why I'm an al-Zawahiri. That's why... Yasser Arafat, they were all part of the KGB network in the Middle East. Many of them trained at KGB camps like Balashika. So right now, we're just seeing the outgrowth of some of this stuff. And now it's happening inside the United States of America. That brings us next to the Western Journal. Ex-Biden business partner opens hearing with explosive allegation, quote, Joe Biden has been compromised by China. Anthony Bubalinski, an ex-business partner of Hunter Biden, has testified in an opening statement to Congress regarding the true nature of the Biden family's shady business dealings. 
Much of his five-page statement stems from experience working closely with Hunter Biden and his uncle, President's brother James Biden, on a business venture with CEFC China Energy. It's a company that Bubalinsky said had been identified as a known surrogate of the Chinese Communist Party by the U.S. government and prosecutors in the Southern District of New York as far back as 2016. Here's what's happening in the big picture. They are setting Joe Biden up so that after Super Tuesday, he will no longer be the Democrat nominee. And I suspect before May 1st, some people are uh, saying before April 1st, okay, after Super Tuesday, he will no longer be the nominee for the Democrat Party. And very likely that nominee will be Michelle Obama. They're setting this up. And I want to give one more article here that I think shows this as well. Coming to us from OSINT Defender, U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris says she is, quote, ready to serve, end quote, as president, following worries in recent days about President Biden's age and mental capacity. You think? My goodness. Of course, that's what's happening. They're setting him up to remove him. And that brings us next to the Gateway Pundit. FOIA documents, Freedom of Information documents, Reveals secret 2020 election day meeting with CISA, Dominion, ERIC, FBI, leftist organizations, state officials, and others, which was only recently discovered. Wow, those documents are going to be published here over the next couple of days. Keep an eye on our Twitter thread. We're going to be reposting that stuff as well as our Telegram channel. In the coming days, Yehuda Miller and the Gateway Pundit will release a a series of FOIA documents that will prove the statements by Chris Krebs under oath were certainly false, and he clearly knew these uh, statements were not accurate. They are releasing information on a secret 2020 Election Day phone call organized by the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, that's CISA, and... The evidence that that private meeting was organized by CISA officials on November 3rd, 2020, with select members of a secret, quote, election security initiative, end quote. Wow. So now they were collaborating together behind the scenes, and only today, four years later, we find out, hmm, there's there's some fire here, and... uh Clearly smoke, but there's there's fire here that we're going to be investigating. And I, I will tell you, too, Gateway Pundit's doing a fantastic job of bringing these kind of things out. But that's going to ask a question. It's going to beg a question. Did something like that happen locally here in Spokane or in Washington State? We don't know, but it's a question that needs to be answered. And that brings us next to Gateway Pundit and major blow to Joe Biden. House Speaker Johnson won't put Senate aid bill on the floor. Wow. The Senate's $118 billion national security supplemental package, which allocated $60 billion in military aid to Ukraine, appears to be DOA and a major blow to the Biden administration. I expect that to continue this butting of heads. And that brings us now 
to the Epoch Times. By the way, if you're subscribing to the Epoch Times, you can always use code Patriot Radio. And you get to support two great organizations. Supreme Court asked special counsel to respond to Trump presidential immunity appeal. Judge Chutkin indefinitely postponed the trial date of March 4th. It looks like this may be postponed until after the election, which would render the Democrat strategy of trying to tie Trump up in court moot, at least in this case anyway. Chief Justice Roberts has requested that the Justice Department respond to former President Trump's attempt to assert presidential immunity in his ongoing January 6th related case in D.C. Well, as this happens in court, they request a response and then they request a rebuttal to that response. And so this is going to take time. In other words, months for this to happen. And it looks like that case is going to be delayed, in fact, indefinitely. That brings us next to Thomas Massey. In Twitter, this week, the House will vote on whether the U.S. government must get a warrant. I thought this was already in the Constitution article. Anyway, I, I think this is in the Fourth Amendment. Man, do we have to write articles about this now? I don't know. Anyway, this week, the House will vote on whether the U.S. government may, must get a warrant to search for private communications that are collected in digital dragnet used to surveil foreigners. This landmark vote show which members faithfully uphold the Constitution. I could not agree more. Let's see how this vote ends this week. That brings us next to Ann Magazine. The title of this article I love from Sam Faddis. Let's talk about espionage, not dementia. This is an interesting thing because... Quote, our investigation uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. These materials included one, marked classified documents about military and foreign policy in Afghanistan, and two, notebooks containing Mr. Biden's handwritten entries about issues of national security and foreign policy implicating sensitive intelligence sources and methods. However, for the reasons summarized below, we conclude that the evidence does not establish Mr. Biden's guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. What are the reasons? Quote, one of the reasons he can't be guilty is, quote, Mr. Biden's memory was significantly limited. End quote. The special counsel noted in his report that Biden could not remember even within a number of years when his son died, could not remember when he was vice president and made a number of other troubling errors. When it came to recalling facts, again, this is just one more thing that points to the fact they're getting ready to remove him. They're admitting that he is not fit to remain as commander in chief. Wow. And last but not least, coming to us from J. Michael Waller, Justice Department prosecutors admit that ISIS terrorists from Iraq infiltrate the United States through the Mexican border. We knew this was happening. This is just an admission of what we already know. And that is the briefing. Remember the antidote to dependency and socialism is to be a God-fearing, self-reliant, freedom-loving American. Take a moment, follow us on all of your favorite social media platforms. Make sure you subscribe to us on Rumble. Share, like, comment. Also follow us on Telegram. And again, take a moment to do this. It helps us get around the algorithms we're seeing that begin to happen. So help us push through with that and share this with your friends and family who need to be educated on the truth.
That brings us to the last part of this. Coming up here in April, we have a fantastic organization coming here to Spokane to train us on human trafficking and awareness for human trafficking. And also, General Michael Flynn will be here to screen his documentary in Spokane, Washington on April 25th. Stay tuned for the tickets and the links so that you can be a part of this momentous event. It's going to sell out really fast. So as soon as these tickets go up, make sure that you click the link and don't wait. I know it's a thing in Spokane to kind of wait for, for just the last two weeks or last minute. Don't wait. Make sure you buy your tickets and become a part of this groundswell and this movement. Again, General Michael Flynn going to be here in Spokane April 25th. Well, how do we end the show today? We end the show with encouragement. Tonight with your family, take a moment and read 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Talk about with your family that Taylor Swift is not who she says she is. And not only lay down the truth, but activate your family to step into their calling and their destiny for 2024. This is Matt Shea. Thank you so much for joining me on Patriot Radio today. May God bless all of you. The awakening is here. Keep up the fight. Oh.